For Change Be Bold podcast needs your help. The 2021 Podcast Award, The People's Choice, has begun. And it ends on July 31st. We need your help in nominating the podcast under these two categories. The Adam Curry Award and the Best Black Podcast Host. We want you to head on over to www.podcastaward.com to nominate or show for the 2021 Podcast Award, The People's Choice. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out are going out to Andy, who shared on our Instagram. He said, you're amazing. And I have learned so much from you in a short period of time. Thank you for helping all of us get our messages out to the world. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Andy, for your kind words and for supporting the podcast, for listening. Um, Keep listening to the podcast um, and sharing the podcast. Thank you guys so much for your kind words. Yes, let's get into it. Consistency, consistency is the key to success. My name is Anna K. Hutchinson, and you're listening to 4 Change People. Let's chat. Let's laugh because it's your time to start choosing you. On our show this week, we have the pleasure of speaking with the female startup mentor and internationally recognized podcast host, team developer, and presenter, Tamara Shaw Reed. Tamara is a dynamic businesswoman and industry leading entrepreneur who have self-found three cohorts of support to the professional beauty industry, the beauty business, the beauty industry, and the beauty therapist. She has reached over 50K downloads on her beauty industry podcast and over 10K reach across the social media platform. The extremely engaged community is captivated by the motivational and inspirational advice Tamara shares in an approachable and tangible way. Tamara's voice is one of influence within the professional beauty industry. Hey Tamara, thank you so much for being a part of the Four Change People podcast today. And we are, you know, just I am excited to get into the episode to learn more from you and your experience as you have taken your business and you have grown your business. Um, so thank you so much for being a part of the episode today. Oh, thank you so much, Anna Kay. So much for having me on. I really appreciate it. No, no, no. It's such a pleasure to have you join the podcast today. So first of all, tell us about your journey and your background in becoming the person you are today. Yeah. Oh, goodness. The person I am today is very different from um, the person I grew up as, I guess. The the person I grew up as was a very cheeky um, young lady who um, had a lot of ego about her and thought that 
you know, her way was 100% correct every single time. Um, and I wouldn't really listen to reason. And that was prior to um, actually studying, studying when I went into university. And when I got into university, I realized that I loved learning, but not via a textbook way. Um, I was never, you know, very good at passing exams or taking quizzes or anything like that. But I really loved learning and watching people ask questions. And my mind was ticking over going, why are they asking that question? Or wasn't it funny how the teacher responded to that question in this way when it could have gone that way? And um, I later in life figured out that this is more emotional intelligence than it is intellectual intelligence, right? Um, And so when I kind of figured this out, I really realized that I was studying a trade. So I was studying beauty therapy or esthetician, um, as some people refer to it as. And I realized I don't want to treat clients forever. I want to share this experience that I'm having with others. And that's when I really fell in love with leadership and management. And shortly after, I um, was working on cruise ships all around the world and I came back to Australia and I wanted to go into management and I took on a team who at the time, uh, it was in a franchise and the franchise numbered their different locations um, based on, you know, performance levels. And the franchise that I took on was number 63 out of 100. So it was quite far down the rank. And um yeah, it was it was really crazy and I thought this is such a good opportunity. And I took on the business and within six months we became in the top five. That's nice. And That's amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. And what was crazy to me was at this time I was 23 years old. <laughs> and wow. um, I know. And so I had these business owners phoning me up as a 23-year-old and they're saying, Tomorrow, what are you doing? How are you doing this? How have you turned over the revenue? How have you got this performance? And I didn't know what it was. And I said to my team, what has changed since I've come on board? Can you tell me what I'm doing? And they said, we've just never, ever, ever had a manager like this. And they said, you know, it's not, it's almost like you're not our manager. It's like you're our friend, but when you're on and we know to do something, we know to do it, you know? Um, And so I took this and I went into national education and business development roles And I was finding in that instance that I was sharing my knowledge and and experience with other people, but one beauty salon wasn't talking to another or the beauty therapist wasn't communicating with the business owner. And I thought, this is crazy. If I had a business on, you know, Mary Street, for example, and there was another business on Mary Street down the end, I would go up and say, can we please get a wine together? Because we need to chat, you know, (laughs) we need to have some time together so that we can vent about this business, you know, and, (laughs) and encourage and support each other. And so, that's when the, the businesses that I'm running today, Butte Industry, the main prominent one, um, came about because I started to create a support community in the professional beauty industry for um, business owners to communicate, A, with each other, but to better communicate with their teams as well. Yeah, so then would you say support would be the fundamental Um, basis of your business or would you add something else to be the number one um, basis for your business? 
Absolutely support. I mean, for me, being in a very female-dominated industry, the beauty industry, I would go home to my two closest people at night, my now husband and my dad, who are, you know, both in trades, both very manly men, you know, traditional men, and they'd go, just fire her or just leave or just quit. And we're just giving me impractical advice. You know, you're not just going to go in and quit tomorrow or fire somebody tomorrow. You know, there's going to be steps that have to be taken. And and that's why I thought support. We need to support because the people who I'm going home to, they're not speaking my language. I'm watching TV and I'm not seeing any beauty therapists on TV. I'm looking at Instagram and, you know, back then beauty wasn't exploding on Instagram. In fact, Instagram wasn't even a thing, whereas now it is a thing. It's a big but, thing. But um, it's a huge thing, yeah. So support, support for me is is absolutely, and, you know, that whole imposter syndrome, competitive kind of stories that we tell ourselves in our mind are absolutely bananas. We need to get out of our head and we can only do that by talking to other business owners. Yeah. I love what you said about support because, you know, we grow together, we build together, you know, we can't um, depend on ourselves all the time. We need someone else there to support us. So Tamara, I want to walk down memory lane with you for a minute. So before you became big in the beauty industry, you were a professional dancer. So can you share with us how that journey has helped you to become the person, the individual that you are? today? Yeah, such a good question. Um, I was a dancer for 10 years and um, I look back now and I think, oh my goodness, how did I do that? I mean, it was the dedication was the biggest aspect for me. I I trained across 12 different classes, but the main ones were ballet, jazz, um, tap and contemporary. I tried my hand at hip hop. However, I was just too too uncoordinated, too fairy-like to do <laughs> hip-hop. Um, and, and yeah, and I, I did. I thought that throughout that whole 10 years, I didn't have any other careers in mind. I thought I am going to be a professional dancer and that is it. Um, however, when I got to my year 12 um, and we had to submit, you know, the auditions and, and all of the kind of forms, I realised that I had missed all of the cut-off date for the audition. And I was so devastated. And I remember sitting there in the common room um, at high school, looking around at everybody and, you know, they were saying things like, I just want to be a mom. I'm just going to be a receptionist. I want to do administration. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with those jobs. Do not get me wrong. I hire all of those in my businesses now. And, you know, we couldn't run without them. But I just knew that I had to make a decision in that moment that would give me more for what I needed. And so um, I I went into study resort management and and the beauty and spa side was a part of that. But I guess it just was then the precision really to nail every single move on a beat. And if you don't put in that hard work and that practice, you'll show up on stage and you'll get a spot like everybody else, but you're not going to do a good job and everybody's watching. And I think that really relates to business. I have to agree with that. The hard work, the dedication, put it in the time, you know, making sure that you spend enough time crafting your skills. It's so important that we, we, we learn how to, you know, put in the work 
before we can see the results. You know, we have to put in the work before we can get the results that we want. So can you share with us how your growth in your business has impacted people that you have come across, whether that's just on social media, whether that's, you know, at networking events? How has it impacted people that you have, you know, come in contact with? And how can you let you know, other people know that, hey, you're more than capable of going out there and pursuing your dream and reaching for the goals that you have set for yourselves. Yeah, I mean, I never really realized, I guess, the impact that running a community could create. I almost thought, you know, some people will come on board and some people won't and and some people will need this and other people won't. But until, you know, people say slide into the DMs on Facebook and Instagram, until (laughs) people started sliding in and saying, hey, Tamara, you know, I listened to your podcast or I came to that networking event that you spoke at in Melbourne the other day and I was almost ready to throw in the towel. Like I was done with my business, done with my team and that was it for me. I was on the way out. But now having heard you, I'm re-inspired I know how to take the steps and to create action and, you know, I know how to use that strategy for good, you know, taking a look at all of those kind of business objectives and actually make it work. Um, and, and that for me is just the most magical thing. That, that means more to me than any business money title, anything, because I just go, oh, my goodness, I have impacted in some way. You know, it could have been my most minute way. Um, but somebody to stay in business or, you know, somebody to turn their life around. And it's, it's just insane to me. And so many people now, you know, they're wanting to be a coach or be a mentor or be somebody who can inspire others. And they say, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to start. I don't know if I should do it. There's more experienced people out there. But everybody has a story, you know, and and once you share that, you don't know who that can resonate with and somebody can just hear it on the perfect day and that's when you know you've done a good job. Your journey speaks volume to who you are, I have to say that. And I was reading about the feature that you did, the 10 Minutes with Tamara Shaw, and you explained that it was never your original plan to enter the beauty industry. You know, after spending, what, 11, 10 years learning to become a professional dancer, that pivot that you did from becoming a professional dancer to, you know, owning your own business, what could you say to someone who might be thinking, hey, I've been in this career for too long, I have been in this job, and I want to transition out of it, what could you say to them to help them to say, hey, this is how I have done it, and this is how you can, you know, implement my strategy to do it also? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Um, For me, the biggest thing has been consistency. Um, I'm a little bit of a, here's an idea, let's just do it tomorrow kind of person. Um, I'm not somebody who sits back and thinks, oh, what are you for? Oh, what do you, you know, I can't do this or da, da, da. You know, that that overwhelm and that self-doubt does come. But for me, my brain's almost on fast forward all of the time. So I almost need to slow myself down and go, hang on Tamara, let's put in a strategy of how we get from A to Z. We can't just run straight there. So I mean, consistency is the biggest thing that I have done since day dot. You know, when I had the idea of creating a community, um, the next day I had a website open, I had a podcast up because I just was a crazy lady and I just worked through the night because 
you know, the thoughts were just running around in my head and I could not sleep. So I just created it overnight. But ever since then, I've been consistent. So our podcast goes out every Monday. I put a blog out every Wednesday. Um, I do a live every single week. We have networking events every month. And this was from the very get-go, that consistency. And now people, you know, two years in, they expect that. And if I don't drop a podcast on a Monday, they're like, hey, Tamara, where is that episode? You said every Monday. So, you know, while it's consistent as well, it's, it's been help. It's helped me rather that my community now holds me accountable for the things that I say. So yeah. definitely consistency. Um, but the second one too, I have intrinsically set up this core values of the business that I have not deviated from, from day one. And I know that on every podcast, every blog, every person will tell you about core values. I get it. But when you ask somebody what are your core values and you can see in their mind that they're not clear or that they're kind of trying to tell you jumble that they're just making up on the spot, you know that they don't completely understand their core values. And so for me, ours are culture, community, connection, conversation. Every single decision I make, literally from the microphone that I buy to whatever else I'm buying or making or partnering up with, I go, okay, how, are they, how is this decision going to tick off those four boxes? And yeah. if it doesn't tick one of them, I'm like, no, it is not aligned for me. And yes. that just completely has driven my business and it's taken me out of the business. Like decisions and things that I do aren't Tamara based now, they're for the business based off of those values. And I have to say that to every business owner, you must know what those are. So if at any given time, anybody asks you at the snap of the fingers, you would know what those values are and you use those to run your business. Stay consistent, stay consistent. You know, the strategy that you're using has been, you know, everywhere. I'm thinking, you know, by now everybody should know that it, it has to deal with consistency. It has to deal with making sure that you stay with your community, update your community, keep a, a brace with what's happening, but being very much consistent in your business to see the growth that you want from your business. It's not going to happen based on what other people do, but it's based on what you produce and what you put into your business. We're on the channel of consistency and we're going to keep on it. So you took your group, which was 15 group to 100 group. Um, tell us what was that push that kept you going? What was that, um, you know, kind of process that you went through to say, hey, I want to get to this number and I'm going to get to 100 in my group. And share with us that icing on the cake <laughs> to help us to learn how to, you know, grow and to stay consistent. Yeah, and now we're at 10,000, which is nice. absolutely insane. <laughs> um, I, for me, the only thing I can really put it down to is being real. You know, um, we we had the podcast, we had blogs, we had, you know, bits and pieces in our community. But the thing for me was that when people heard my story and they heard me speak, they were like, this person is a real person. There is no, 
you know, there's no fakeness, there's no ego. I am generally there to help and support people, which is really difficult when you're trying to create a community because us Australians are a bit cautious, I'm going to say, and we kind of look at new people and we go, hmm, do I trust them? Do I know them? Where have I seen them before? Do I want to invest my money or time? And they kind of hold back a little bit until you really prove that you are worth it, you know? Um, So when I started just being myself and being real and saying, hey, look, I'm not perfect in business. I have had team members lock themselves in the bathroom for three hours because they didn't want to come out. I've had people quit. I've had people create hate Facebook pages about me like I am a real human and I have done all of the business things that you have and I'm just here to help you and support you. That's kind of when people started to come into the group and you know, there's that buzzword authentic at the moment. Um, But it really is like you have to be yourself. And I think the difficulty that comes along with that is that when you're running business, you do compare yourself to others and you think I'm not there yet or how can I be there more? They're really loud and they're really fun. And should I be really loud and should I be really fun? You know, so sometimes it's, it's harder actually being yourself and being true to yourself than people make it out to be. But that's the only thing I can say really. Yeah, that's so true. We're going back down on memory lanes again. So 22 year old, um, Tamara on a cruise ship, Walk us through that. Do you think you would have been um, in the position that you're at right now if it wasn't for that experience that you had um, growing, um, well, being on a cruise ship for quite a while? (laughs) Absolutely not. No. So um, as I mentioned to you just offline, I had the very, you know, very fortunate privilege of of actually traveling all over the world. And Jamaica was one of those places, but I was... I was 22 and I was this little blonde-haired blue-eyed from Australia and I was traveling around, you know, we were in Cuba one day, Jamaica the next, Russia the next, Ireland the next, and it was an absolute dream. Uh, but no, I could have never imagined what I thought I would be doing when I returned from the cruise ship was just being a manager. And, and that's really all. And we need managers, as I said, in every business, but That was kind of all I aspired to be and actually now I'm working with a coach because once I started getting into this, all I wanted to do was run a community and then you get to run a community and then you go, oh, okay, I'm here, now what's next? So my, my coach is telling me, Tamara, you need to dream bigger. Like what do you want? What does that perfect lifestyle look like? How are you going to get there? Because I just think, well, you know, a networking event every month with 60 people, that would be great. And then we get there and then you go, oh, okay, what, what else can yes, I do? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I think sometimes our thinking is very inhibited by our own kind of beliefs and our own limits. And, you know, people say dream big, but it really is like you can do anything when you think of what that thing is. That is in fact true. Because once you start to visualize things, you know, you write them down, you have your vision boards up and, you know, there's one thing you can do is to have it somewhere where you see it every day. You start seeing what your goals are, your intentions are, and before you know it, you're working towards them. You know, you mentioned um, earlier that, you know, you 
or a crazy person you just up and started the podcast and you went and you created your website i'm that person too i you know the podcast started by a crazy idea sitting in my closet one day and i was just like hey i'm gonna do it right away i started the show and so and so sometimes you know you know Things you know happen out of out of a uh, out of a uh, what I call it like a a moment <laughs> out of a moment, but at the same time, you know the more you put into it, the more you start to visualize the what you want and your goals for it, you will see that it will start happening. So Tamara, for someone who's listening right now and they're thinking, hey, I want to start a skincare line, I, I want to get into the beauty industry, and I'm clueless as to where to start, can you share with us or share with the audience where or what can they do to get started? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, any business that you want to start up, you need to have a clear purpose. You need to have a passion. You can start a business in a bookstore just for the sake of selling books and making money. But if you do not love what you do every single day, you're going to eventually hate it. You'll resent it. You won't want to do the overtime. You won't want to work through the night till crazy o'clock in the morning. You will not want to, you know, take, put your hand in your own bank account and spend money. You really need to actually figure out what you love and Sometimes you figure that out and you find what you love through trial and error. You know, I have worked in food and beverage. I have been a telemarketer. I have done all of the jobs so that I could truly find my passion and find where I sat in that space and got to where I am now. Um, it seems crazy to me sometimes that people go, oh, you know, I've done the same job for nine years and I'm not passionate about it. Well, then move. Do something, <laughs> quit tomorrow. You know, you've got to go find what you're passionate about. And even if that is working at a bakery, going and working at a department store, like whatever you've got to do, once you get there, you will figure it out. But you have to open your your mind and you've got to say yes to as many opportunities as possible so that you can get there. But once you're there, figure out how am I going to get to the next step? So for example, when I was running that day spa and we went into the top five quite quickly, I thought, okay, this is a step. Where am I going to go now? And I thought, I love helping my team. Maybe it's education. So I went into a national education role. I got there and went, actually, do you know what? I don't love education as much as I do, but I love talking to the business owners that I'm working with. So then I moved my way across and I studied a little bit more and I went into business development. From there, I was like, what else do I want to do? I don't just want to run one state. I want to run many states. So I went across, did a bit more upskilling, and then I was running five states of Australia. You know, So you've got to keep learning. You've got to keep moving, and you've just got to be progressive. And don't be afraid to just make that next move because, and I think this is a real feminine thing, we think that we're not qualified or we think that we're not experienced enough to go on to the next level. And so we'll sit in a role for three to five years. Meanwhile, we're watching all of these men just climb the corporate ladder and we're going, oh, but that should have been my role. Yeah. Well, if it should have been your role, you need to study for it. You need to tell somebody, this is what I want to do so that they know, okay, we're recruiting for an educational role. Tamara told me she wants an educational role. Let's give her a try, you know, but we just sit back and we're quiet and we don't say anything. 
and then people wonder why we don't move. So you must you must find your passion, you must make moves to get there, and when you're there, you're just going to have a ball at the time. Yes, I am so excited. I'm so excited. Thank you for sharing that. That was, I mean, some good information, some good juice, some good juice flowing over here. I hope you guys are taking away all this information that Tamara is dishing out at us. I'm so excited. We have one more question for you. And you know what? Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of the podcast because you are dropping gems today. Thank you. How do you deal with the setbacks that might come up every now and then? Um, I know, you know, many times we plan and we plan and we, we hope for the best. We hope for the best outcome. And sometimes even when we have the, the, the best planning going on, things happen and it set us back. You know, many times, you know, clients, they see the happy side. They see the end results. They see the work that we do, but they don't see the behind a closed door um what we go through the pain that we feel the delays that happen and how it affects us so how do you deal with the setbacks and how do you manage to put that smile on you know when things are happening things are going on and you just want to make sure that your clients are taken care of ah that is such a big question i wish i had the perfect answer for you um Oh, there, there has been many, many, many setbacks in, in our business. Um, I'm trying to take away the stigma. You know, social media is very glossy and we all put up our edited photo shoot from last weekend when we had our makeup and hair done. You know, that's not reality. That's not what people look like every day. Um, that's certainly not what business looks like every day. You know, yep. there are big moments where I'm lying in the bath crying and my husband walks in and he's like, do you want a chocolate ice cream? And I'm like, absolutely, babe, bring it in. You know, yeah. <laughs> like it is really, really hard. Yeah. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing is not to spend too much time dwelling on the problem. You know, if we had an hour, a lot of business owners would spend 55 minutes focusing on the problem and five minutes focusing on the solution. For me, I'm trying to get people to think the other way. I want you to spend 55 minutes working out the solution Focus your energy. We need to grieve. We need to, we need to feel, you know, upset or we need to cry or we need to release the emotion. Do not bottle it up by any means. But I want you to spend time thinking on what that solution is. And if you can't find it, then ask somebody because sometimes, you know, we're too deep in it. We're too close to the thing to see what the actual outcome should be. So when we do start to utilize that support and ask other people, hey, this is what I'm going through. How would you tackle this? Or, you know, I I have to reply this email or I have to fire this client. How should I word this? And you'll just get such a better response. But it really is. There's, there's no, there's no perfect answer here. You, you've got to, you've got to be your own biggest support, you know. And if you can't be your own biggest support, then you need to have a team of people around you that could be your sister or your best friend who have 100% got your back, and they know that anything you say to them, they're not going to say, oh yeah, maybe you should give up. You know, they are your biggest cheerleaders and biggest fans. So. You've got to keep going. You've got to do it for you. And remember why you started. Yes, yes, yes. That why is very important. Um, I, I mean, it's very important because it's it's a daily reminder. It's a daily push for you to say, hey, the family, um, the kids, 
that legacy that I want to leave behind, that freedom that I want, you know, that flexibility that I'm aiming for. So it's in fact important. And as you mentioned, having someone to keep you, um, you know, on the right track. So having that accountability partner, that partner who's going to pivot you back into that right direction, that person who's going to nag you and say, Hey, remember, get back on the track. That's not the right track for you to be on. It's so important when we can have people around us who are going to push us into the right direction. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. Thank you, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, for sharing with the podcast, with the audience. And, you know, I'm greatly appreciated of, of you, of your time for being a part of the podcast. Uh, thank you so much, Anna Kay, for having me. I truly appreciate it. Go for it now because the future is promised to no one. You have just listened to a weekly episode of For Change Be Bold podcast. You can keep the conversation going by following us on our Instagram page and our Facebook page at For Change Be Bold podcast. And until next week, have a wonderful Friday.